Hey, Catalyst Crew. Welcome to Catalyst Corner, episode 27. It's Thursday, so we have GMF0123R on with us, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. How you doing, Jim? I am doing okay. How you been? Not bad. Busy. Yeah. You know, churning them out. Churning I see out that. The, uh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Got uh, pretty comfortable making the shirts now and everything. Yeah, they're looking great. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I fell into um, a trap. Oh, you did? The artist trap oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. I have, so for those of you who don't know, we've been posting five new products a day on the mm-hmm. store. It's kind of my exercise in growing everything and, you know, and I had four of them done. Okay. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to do an illustration for a shirt today and I'll, uh, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. On the, uh, the GI Joe thing. Yeah. The parody. Right. 12 hours. 12 hours. I, that and is it was a, one that of those. That is a day. I knew it was a long time, mm-hmm. you know, because you feel it in the moment. Sure. But like, I didn't realize it was that long. Well, when you get into it, sometimes you kind of lose track of everything around you because you're focused in on. Oh, I took the like art, breaks. I took breaks, but it's well, just you're that, so though, focused yeah. on the piece. But still, yeah, your concentration is still on finishing that piece. And it's hard to put it down. Oh, yeah. Like, once you get started. And I'm sure. tired. It's like, it was like, it was 1 a.m. when I finished, right? Wow. Yeah. And then I had to go drop orders off. So I'm driving to the post office and Never I'm like, ends. no, I'm like, this is where I get murdered. Yeah. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. No, made it out, though. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, um, so have you seen anything recently? I, I have. I have. Okay. So. <clears throat> This is a movie I hadn't seen in a very long time. Okay. And I saw that it was on TV for free. I love the movie. I wanted to catch it. Movie, little movie called The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> One of my favorites. Oh, it's, it's it's so good. And and the thing Yeah, of, it's good. It's good like <clears throat> McDonald's is good. Right. I mean, it's it's campy as hell. Oh yeah. It, it's ultra gore, ultra just but yeah, it's got that um, like early Peter Jackson kind of right, feel to it, right? But the thing that struck me the most is in this day and age, the way that we have cancel culture, the way we, you know, certain things, political correctness, what have you. If you have an issue with anything, don't watch this movie because. It offends every person, place, or thing you could possibly think of, but it doesn't in a it. But it, the funny thing is, it does it in a way where you know it's not offensive. And back in the day when this came out, this is in the eighties. It was never taken that way. It it was taken for what it is. It's supposed to make fun of everybody for the sake of making fun of everybody. But you understood that it wasn't trying to make fun of people and divide races or divide anything. It was just meant to, we're going to take a shot at everybody and we're going to make jokes on everybody. But it's yeah, so it's inclusive, campy. It's inclusive yeah. in the fact that it makes fun of everyone. Right. And it and 
the thing is, if you if you watch this movie in the right mindset, it is hysterically funny, and it's like so. It is so playing to the lowest common denominator, but that's what endears itself so well to everybody because you take it for what it is, just a campy horror slash superhero movie, and you take into consideration that they are just going to try to make fun of everything. Yeah. Nothing is off limits, but again, Back in those days, yeah, but we it didn't, didn't feel have like, that. It didn't feel like it was done with any malice. No, and and the, that's the thing. Back in the eighties, it was that none of that stuff really was said with malice. No. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, you it was. Can. It's the result of a coke fuel, <clears throat> you know, writers' room, right? It, oh, without a doubt. But it just it, it it was so enjoyable to watch a movie that had no handcuffs no restrictions it was just there for entertainment right it it was purely made to entertain you and everybody at the time was entertained now again it wasn't a blockbuster it became a real cult classic type of movie yeah, it's a fun midnight movie right but it was but it just watching it brought me back to a different time when things were so different in society and just overall the way that we the way that we can say and do certain things and they weren't taken out of context they were they were to what they were meant to be which is this is all for fun nobody is is trying to insult anybody or incite any riot this was all made for just pure dumb entertainment which is what movies used to be about entertaining people escapism having some fun for a couple hours and nothing more than that well i think the problem that we're kind of running into now with the way that everything is trending is that you know in the late 80s and early 90s which is when i came up and started paying attention and everything you had films that challenged you sure you know for from socio you know and cultural standpoints right, and things for sure but you also had fun films yeah that were just you yeah. know settle in we're gonna have a blast right, right? and it feels like now because i know we talk a lot about horror mm-hmm. on the channel because to me that's one of the few sort of genres that still can just be there for entertainment. It doesn't have to right. beat you into the ground with its message. Exactly. And it doesn't feel that way with a lot of other cinema. It feels like every movie has to have a fucking point now. Right, right. It, it has to have a social commentary. And horror doesn't lend itself pretty much to social commentary. I know... Well, you're rooting for the, ki- the yeah. killers in some yeah. instances. Like, if you're watching like a Jordan Peele movie, there's social commentary sure. in his horror movies. Sure, but I'm going into but, that expecting that. Right, but we know that going in, exactly. But for the most part, horror movies don't lend itself to that. And back in the day... Well, some do, but I'm, well, my point some. to it is, is that it feels like, you know, I don't think, I don't think you're getting any sort of agenda with Jason or Freddy. Of course. Oh, no. No. Right. No. They they were equal opportunity slashers. They didn't care 
what side of the political fence you were on. They don't care about race, sex, religion. They were going to kill you if they had the chance. Right. And they didn't matter. They were, that's just what their thing was. And so, there was no message being sent right. as to who they were picking. And that's that's fun. And even, right. even with a lot of the, you know, with some of them, you get them the social commentary. But sure. with a lot of it, it's just, you know, a good old-fashioned scare, which is why right. I've been gravitating towards it more, because I need a break. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, we don't... Sometimes... Again, you want to go back to movies are escapism to get away from the shitty real world that we have to deal with every day. We want to take a couple hours to go into a different world, a different universe. Just have some fun or just get some scares, get some laughs, whatever whatever it is you're into. But we don't need the commentary that we get in our regular everyday lives. That's what movies were supposed to be about. And unfortunately, we've gotten away from that. And horror does a good job with keeping up with that. But if you go back to these movies of the 80s, early 90s, when you didn't have that, really, so to speak, besides a few movies that were made specifically for that, you get that just fun escapism. It's not reflecting of the real world. It's just... No, it's not. Settle in and have a good right. time. We're going to kill a couple hours with you. Maybe yeah. we'll have some laughs and that's it. Right. But the thing is, especially not to keep harping on horror or anything, but I mean, in a lot of horror films, not all, obviously, but in a lot of them, your protagonist is predominantly female. Yeah. It's generally. Right. You know, a female led mm-hmm. medium. Right. Right, because, again, it, it made sense. They're the fairer sex. You don't think that they're going to be able to compete against your male murderer, slasher, whatever that might be. But they do. They hold their own. They're usually, for the most part, successful in defeating the m- slasher. And that's what makes the movie so good is because you think they're an easy kill and then they turn out to be his biggest adversary. Now, how do you feel about, you know, there's like a growing movement that wants to censor kind of, you know, older problematic media? Yeah, I think it sucks. It's ridiculous. I mean, again, why? What's what's the purpose of it? I mean, again, when it came out, it was a different time. So right, and it and it's not, I don't that. think anybody is look, you know, no one is going back to those like Looney Tunes cartoons and just being like, "Oh yeah, this is good." Right. You know, it's like, "Wow, this is fucked." Right. But they're it, insane. It, but they were made. Right. But they were made at a time when people took it for what it is, entertainment. Well, and, you know, obviously it was a bit of a problematic time. Right. But my point is is that when you you know when you when you say no don't look at it or you or you add an extra you know layer of parenting to this type of material right you almost make it more sought after mm-hmm. right like oh we're banning this and then people want to see it whereas if you just leave it alone 
most people aren't going to look yeah, for it. Well, the th- well, that's the thing, right? When you when you, if you just leave it alone, people are going to take it at face value. But if you start saying what it is, they're going to look for it and they're going to find it, even if it's not there. Right. And that's where the problem lies, because then all of a sudden, there's a whole different layer that was never really there created. And now all of a sudden, this is so problematic. But it's like, well, if you didn't bring it up. Right. No one's going no one's, back to that. Right. Except for like historians. Right. Yeah. A lot of times, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's very interesting. Did you see that they're going to remake Toxic Avenger? Yes. How do you feel? I mean, I, I Peter Dinklage is to star. Great. So I, I'm just curious of how that's going to be pulled off. I mean, only for the fact that you took a, a scrawny weakling and turned him into you know, kind of a a superhero, big, muscular, you know, that's what happened. So the the scrawny weakling that was pushed around now is going to avenge the little people like himself. I don't know how you what your well maybe he'll maybe he'll is. just do the the voice once the transformation happens yeah i'm i'm curious to know if he's gonna play the elijah wood is character. involved too is he yeah yeah I, I don't know enough about i mean i'm good with them redoing it but make it campy and stupid and fun like the original <laughs> one don't i don't want a political message please don't make it where you're going to try to be poignant and you're going to try to you know teach some message of political correctness or any just if you make it similar give me a tromaville movie if you want to reboot it fine to bring it into a new generation but give me the same thing otherwise don't do it it's not well it'll worth lo- it. it will lose something if they you know well i mean obviously they have to bring it sure to there's times, right. there's but, obviously a lot that you can't so I don't know if you've ever seen Knights of Badass them or whatever. No. So that actually has Peter Dinklage and like uh, Ryan Kowicki and okay. a couple other guys. And basically they're like D&D LARPing guys. Oh, okay. And they unleash a demon. Mm. So it's got kind of, you know, similar yeah. vibes. So I, you know, I think if you, if you give that a shot and it's very good. Okay. So if you give that a shot and you like that sort of vibe. I think they can. That'll translate well into like yeah, toxic event, right? And if you do that, cool. Like I said, I know it's not going to be as off the rails as it was in the '80s. We can't do that now in society. It's it's just not going to be allowed. But you can still, within the confines and the constraints of what we are now, you can still make it just a fun movie. It doesn't have to have a, a it doesn't have to have a meaning. It doesn't have to have a message. Just make a dumb, stupid superhero slash horror movie that just is entertaining for the sake of entertainment and nothing more. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that's the case. And it's Me too. I'm I'm glad that they're playing it on TV because it's a it's yeah. it's it is a, it's a fun movie. Oh, it's it, it's you know? just a great ride. It's one you want to just grab popcorn, sit down, yeah. have a few laughs, right. you know. Right. Forget about everything else and just look at the absurdity and say, yeah, that's that's campy as hell. But boy, was that just a fun couple hours to kill. Yeah. So I caught um, uh, a horror flick. Okay. Naturally. Sure. Um, of course. Called Speak No Evil. Okay. I, I've heard of it, but I, I've not seen the movie. Now, 
there are two speak no evils. Oh, okay. Maybe I heard about the other one. Which one did you hear? I don't. I, I the honestly. The one with uh, Kane in it? Or no? Uh, the one with Kane in it I saw. Okay. That's not the one I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. So. You t- I'm talking about the, right. the Dutch film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, figured, I figured as much. But. All right. So, to give you the gist of it, basically, um, this family goes on holiday in Italy. Okay. This... Uh, uh, Dutch family and they they basically meet up with another family and they hit it off or whatever and you know they're from uh, the Netherlands or something and you know they they leave their holiday and you know they get a postcard a couple weeks later and they're like oh you know we really had fun with you come visit And the reason I liked it, so it's in mainly English, which okay. is, you know, interesting because normally you'd figure it'd be, but obviously there's, right. they speak different languages, right? Sure. So they communicate in English because it's the common tongue, right? Yep. Makes sense. So it's interesting. It was good. It was a slow burn, okay, right? Good. But it's interesting because the themes are universal, but the mentality of what's happening to the, to the protagonist mm-hmm. is very i think cultural okay because <clears throat> a lot of my uh i guess horror and frustration through the whole thing was like i wouldn't let this fucking happen to me mm. do you know what i mean right so i think it's very interesting to kind of watch it and then after you know the climax happens and it ends i was almost dumbfounded really but i would highly recommend okay. it okay because there is just oh it was it was incredible it's gonna make you angry yeah good but give it a try speak no evil it's on okay. shutter all right so, yeah i'll check that one out that's a good one but definitely it's i always like to watch you know i know you watch let me in a couple of couple of months back mm-hmm. I always like watching kind of foreign. Yeah. You know, not just horror, but generally horror, because I think there's just something very, you know, base about what scares us. Right. And yeah. so to kind of look at a different culture and see how they kind of tackle the themes, you know, there's there's a commonality to it, but there's almost, you know, it's a different flavor. Yeah. It, it always seems to me like they're more you don't there's no like the jump scares. Right. We're not trying to do overly gore no the horror is more ingrained yeah yeah it's more psychological and there's something always about the the settings right when it's not in the united states and it's in a foreign land europe what have you the settings always seem like it makes it i don't know so much more dire for whatever reason, well, it's an it's just old, yeah, right? It, like a lot just, of the architecture right, exactly. is exactly you know. it's old. You get that creepy vibe, you know. A lot of times it could be cold, you know. Yeah, in it feels certain lived places. in. Yeah, and it just seems like it's just always going to be. It's it seems like there's always going to be something around the corner, and it's but there's not. And then, you know, something else again. There's no there's no real jump scares. And so it just keeps on playing on your mind, like something's going to happen, like I'm waiting for it. And then things start happening, but it's you get that slow burn and you're following it. And it, it just it has such such a different vibe, those foreign films, than you get 
in the the films that are made in America. They, uh, for some reason, I, I like them so much more for that reason alone. Well, they don't. It doesn't feel as as I guess plastic, right? right? Like exactly. the fear isn't as as manufactured. Yeah. And what I, what I liked about Speak No Evil was that the situation was you know the horror was something that any human would think is horrible mm. but it's the way that they react to the situation that is very cultural mm. because i was sitting here as you know a an american yeah going like i don't think so right and then i you know i obviously i took a little time to digest it the next day and everything and i was like i wonder if that's a cultural thing yeah where it's just you know but give it a, give it a shot yeah, it, once you watch it we can get into it sure. more i don't want to spoil it for yeah. you no definitely i will um but yeah yeah definitely love me some foreign horror yeah, yeah absolutely there's just something about it that it gives it it's just a more creepy vibe just you that you can't get in the american films mm. all right well what's going on what do we got we got some we got some rumors that we need to kind of talk about. So, so you know Cavill's out. Cavill is out. Yeah. He decided I'm going to join the uh the writer that took off for X-Men 97. Yep. You know, if you're if you're not going to treat if you're going to treat the source material that way and you're not going to do the one thing that is in my contract, I'm I'm out. And you know, again, the Superman money certainly didn't hurt his decision making no it's not like oh where's my next meal coming from right i mean not that he, he'd been fine anyway no but i know but you know but once the superman deal happened it was it you know it was easy for him to say it's, I'm it's out. interesting though because what i find kind of kind of odd is that Netflix does kind of have their raft tied to him a little bit. Yeah. Because Witcher, they were really banking on Witcher. Mm -hmm. Like, they have a whole cinematic universe. There's there's multiple shows coming yeah. out. Like, you know, they're really putting their money into the, yeah. the Witcher thing. But he was also in uh, Enola Holmes. Right. One, and now the second yeah, one just right. came that out. just dropped. Yeah. Right, right. So it's not like he's not working with them. Right. So... I'll be I'll be curious to see if this is the end of Cavill's Netflix tenure. Well, I mean, again, you you had your choice, either either get rid of the writers, right? But or it's not keep it's not always as easy as just getting rid of the writers. Well, but maybe you know you give them the Hollywood firing, right? But either the, you know get somebody in there that says no, we're going to be true to the source material, and you're going to write to that, and if then. Either either you do it or you leave, but that's what we're gonna do. Right. They, you know, again, Cavill gave them the ultimatum. This is what we talked about. This was the guarantee. And now we're hearing about with the Rings of Power mm -hmm. that they're not. So I I should probably clarify this point because I've said a few times that the showrunners are getting fired. Right. They're not getting officially fired right they're getting hollywood fired right which is yeah they're gonna bring thing. someone else into you know the fold that actually knows what they're doing yeah and they're gonna have to just sit sit on the back burner right exactly that's all 
That's all. Which I think is good because... Well, that's what should happen. If, you know, you had your opportunity, you created a disaster, and now you probably have a contract that they can't get out of, so... You're going to pay them well, to sit you don't there. Want to burn, you're not going to burn any bridges either, you know? No, no, but I'm just saying, like, the showrunners probably have a contract or potentially have a contract. So the thing if of you it have is, to though, honor it, sit in the corner, and we're going to get someone else to, to try to fix this mess. The thing of it is, is that the character, for the most part, um, Disa, I thought, was good. Yeah. Not, not an original token creation, but I thought she fit in the world okay. well. But everyone else oh no uh, sauron was decent hmm. like you kind of root for him a bit which is wrong like you shouldn't want to be rooting for him sure and then the rest of them are just fucking insane yeah it's like the thing of it is with like galadriel and and elrond and even Celebrimbor and stuff these elves have been around for fucking a long time already and they're acting like completely different versions of how they're written in the source. Yeah. Never mind the story you're telling. Like yeah. you're ca like that's the thing is that you can't you can tell you can tell a story inside a world. Sure. Right? Mandalorian proved that you yeah, can do that. Absolutely. But you can't fundamentally change characters that already exist in the world. Right. Right. Y yeah. You have to stay true to the world that they're a part of. Again, you can tell your well, own mean, and, story. And who they are as characters. Right. Exactly. Those are the things you can't do in an established universe. The universe is there, and people know what the universe is and what these characters should be. And all of a sudden, when you go and you're just giving the middle finger to all of that... The fans are not going to accept it. They didn't no, but accept you can it. Tell, you can tell a story in the universe. Sure. You just if have you to, stay true to the universe. You, can, you have to stay true to the universe. And if you use characters that are already established, you can make new characters. Sure. But if you use pre-established characters, they better fucking be accurate. Right. They, right. You can't wholesale change characters that everybody already knows what they are and what they're about, what their motivations are. And you can't wholesale change that. And then all of a sudden, when the fans reject it, say, you don't know what you're, you're talking about. Right. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're wrong. wrong. You, the coping. fan, are wrong. Yeah, coping. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's so what, crazy. what else you got? So we know that Blade... Has been pushed back indefinitely, right? Because they can't figure out figure right. out the R rating, and they and that well, well, why something came out? So yeah, so the director left, right? So yeah, the, I remember that. That was a while ago. So the rumor mill is this, and again, I don't have it one hundred percent. It's all hearsay. It's rumor. What they wanted to do is they wanted the the story that was written was a ripoff of Underworld. You know what I'm talking, Underworld. Yeah, like the vampires right. and werewolves and shit? So, Celine? Yeah. So here's what the story was. Blade has a daughter who doesn't have vampirism, right? I think that's the way right to say does, it. Does Blade, can Blade reproduce? Yes. Okay. Because he, he in the comics he, he does a have a daughter okay. in the comics, so right. that's so does she that's, have vampirism? Yes. Okay, so 
but she doesn't have vampirism in the show. Right. Okay. But she was going to get bitten, more than likely by a werewolf, right? So taking the story of Underworld, basically the exact story of Underworld. Yeah, pretty much. Right? It was going to unleash her vampire powers. And what she was going to do was she was going to bite Blade, kill him, and she was going to be Blade, and that's the movie. But I wanted to watch a Blade movie. Yeah, you're not going to get that. What you're going to get is Blade's replacement. Blade was just going to be in it to pass the torch to giving his daughter the powers to kill him but and we, then become but, Blade. But we haven't even had one Blade movie yeah, yet. That's, you're not, you weren't going to get a Blade movie. You were going to, because you had Blade movies with Wesley Snipes. So what you were going to get is Blade's daughter. But I wanted a Blade movie. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter what the fan wants. It's what they want which is the virtual signaling they yeah, but want just te- why don't you just tell a fucking vampire story then because why does be- it have to be blade because they can't get to blade's daughter to make this whole young avengers thing which is what they want oh. with their diverse cast yeah yeah without doing that yeah that sucks so blade was going to be the transition for the daughter to become Blade. You know, maybe you don't kill him, though. Like, that's the thing. is, This is what I don't understand. I I am not ever advocate... Look, if people like She-Hulk, cool. No make, one likes She-Hulk. <laughs> make more She-Hulk, you know? But just understand that you have to kind of be okay with making, you know, Blade for right. me. Like, let me watch Blade. Right. And then you can have She-Hulk. Like, they can both exist. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know why we need to... So, again, the the rumor is that that's the script that was given to the director. The director said, absolutely not. No, I, he's probably I'm looking to tell... He that. wants to probably tell a trilogy. Yeah. And that's not a trilogy. Well, it, it would be a trilogy with the daughter. Ultimately, that's what Disney wants. That's Kevin what Fi- Feige, Feige wants. wants. Yeah. But, you know, again, why would you, A, I don't know why you would have gotten the actor you got to play Blade if that was what you were going to do, number it's just, one. It's so weird because they, ha- you know what it is, is it's like, it's like you're starting a car, right? That's like old and doesn't really work. And every now and then you'll get like a spark mm-hmm. of life. But you're just flooding the fucking engine. Right. Like, like, I don't, I've talked to, to people, right? Mm-hmm. Although I will say we had a, we had a dinner recently and I kind of got on my high horse about Witcher, right? Okay. Now, for those of you who get, who don't know, like I am before Netflix and everything, like I, that's my shit. Right. Right. Like the games, the yep. books, all of it. I'm in, I'm in for that. Right. Right. And I said at the dinner, I was like. The mages are fucking boring. And somebody pushed back and they're like, I like the mages. And I'm like, that's all right, cool. Well, then watch a show about fucking mages. You know, don't watch The Witcher for the fucking mages. Watch The Magicians. Right. But did they like them because that's because they have no other reference other than the Netflix show? Uh, yeah, probably. But I mean, it's just, because that's then you're coming from a different perspective. But the thing altogether. of it is, the thing of it is. I, I'm okay if you like the, the mages in, in The Witcher. Sure. 
But like, that's not what the fucking show is about. The show is about witchers. Right. So you want to watch magic and political drama and all that bullshit? There's 900 movies. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have that. You can find that if that's what you're into. You can find that in a different show. Right. I I can't go watch witchering in any other shit. Right. So, you know, that kind of that kind of frustrated me because it's just like I I get it, but it's but you're missing the point. Right. It's not a show about magicians. It's a show about witchers. Right. The magicians are in the in the world because they help facilitate some of the plot. But the show is about witchers. Yeah. Yeah. And now with with Kevin Feige, what we're getting is blade light. Well, not only Blade Light, but everybody is starting to have a child, right? We've got a child on almost every hero now that's going to be taken. So, again, it, it lines up because Wanda and Vision had kids. The Hulk just brought his son. Thor has a kid. Um, we, we've got, you know, a bunch. We've got some other kids that aren't kids from you know like hawkeye you know what the problem is though the problem is uh, you know and this is i think the great the biggest misstep if i'm getting my children you know i'm not nick cannon i don't have any kids okay but if i'm getting my kids into (laughs) into comics right yeah i'm showing them the shit that i like right that's typically so, how you'd go about doing it. So they end up liking the Batmans, the Thors, the Hulks, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then if you decide that comics is your medium, then you start to get into the other characters. But nobody hits, like, the originals. No. And so I don't know what the fucking plan is. The plan is that he wants to replace the legacy characters with the, you know, the diversity See, this is this and, is and that's this what it is, is the difficulty of having all white. They're this all is white straight male. The difficulty of having an you know an, a connected universe like this is that you can't just go. All right, well we you know we finish with Endgame. Let's start telling some other stories in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get a new actor to play Iron Man, and you know we'll tell uh, a different set of stories. Yeah, unless you want to reboot everything. No, no, no. I don't want them to do that. No. We already got Endgame. Right. No, no. I'm saying that There's enough, that's the only way you could do it There's now. enough content where you can just say, you know, hey, we're going to go off and we're going to tell another, you know, 15 years of Marvel stories with different characters playing your heroes, but it's still Thor and Iron Man and Cap and all that shit. It's just a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's maybe it's... You know, Galactus or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. But instead, you want to keep this continuation going. And we're getting, you know, the thing that's bizarre is that, to me, Blade is an A-list character. Mm -hmm. I love fucking Blade. Yeah. You're going to trade him in for a C-list? Yeah. Well, see, here's the problem. The problem problem is... That the actors are aging out of the roles, but the characters are not. Well, that's the problem with the interconnectivity, though. Right. Well, but what you what you should do is replace the actors. Yeah, sure. Like, again, we all love Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, but 
look, he's at an age now where you're gonna have he you have to go younger if you want to do ten more years of Iron Man stories. But the thing is, yes, we want ten more years of Iron Man well, they do stories. It with Batman. Right. So you can do that. I don't know why you haven't done that. Because now you're well, because he's so in love with this idea that it's going to be this just one body of work, right? But, but that's that's all fine and dandy. But it's not all fine bo- and dandy. No, it's, it, but the bottom line, I mean, realistically, right? I was throwing around numbers in my head, and it again, this isn't accurate whatsoever, right? But if you look at Phase Four, now Black Panther hasn't come out yet at this point in time so we don't know where that's going to fall but i'm saying that the mcu in phase four for movies probably made around 600 600 million dollars no that's not accurate well think about it right because some made right so thor love and thunder made about 150 million profit Oh, you're saying 600 profit? Right, profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably about right. You think that that's good? No. For 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 six movies, six here's movies the thing. so far. Here's the thing. The problem is not, oh, we're not making the money. Because who fucking care? Let's all pretend anyway. The right. problem is you're losing a f- you're losing the fans. Right. So what's happening is you're you're losing the fans. The movies themselves are being derided mostly negatively. And even well, your profit margin is very, very low. But the thing is, what is you that thought it would be. So they're either downright bad, like Eternals, yeah. or they're just blase. Meh. Yeah, yeah, but which s- is just as much of a kill, right? And so the thing is, I saw one phase. F- I saw Spider Man. Yeah, and I saw Werewolf by Night. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about the the, the Disney Plus shows. I'm just talking about the theatrical releases. Yeah. But so if this is where you are, where do you go? Like you don't have you don't have your A list to fall back on. Yes, you have other things like Fantastic Four, X Men, Deadpool. That stuff's coming. But if you've lost the faith right, in the it's fan be too base, little too late. And this is the stuff you're churning out. You're right. There, no one's going to believe that you're going to be able to pull those things off and your fans are going to have moved on to something else and you're not going to be able to get them back because you, they've lost faith in your vision. But here's the thing. Wakanda Forever comes out tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, and it's 161 minutes. Yeah, crazy. That's that's insulting. Yeah. And, and before anybody jumps down my throat... I would say that about any movie. Who the fuck has time to sit for 161 minutes in a theater? It's not coming out on Disney Plus. You right. gotta go. Right. 161 minutes is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost three hours. Yeah. What fucking story? What story are you telling for three hours? Well, you're you're. You know, we'll cover a little bit of T'Challa's passing. Yeah, right? you're gonna you're gonna have a funeral. Right. And then you're going to have a war between two nations. Well, then we'll have to introduce Namor, right? Well, yeah, that's the big right. piece of this right. whole show. And then they're going to fight. Even though it's Namor, not Namor. Oh, well, fuck. It's Namor. Well, I'm just trying to because, be... Because why the fuck not? Like, he can't even be Namor. 
Like this is this is Kevin Feige yeah, at his was, absolute worst. Yeah, yeah. Like again, who the fuck cares? If why can't you just call him Namor? Why again? I get the whole. I get the reasoning why they're not Atlanteans, even though in in the comics. Namor came out first before Aquaman. The movie came out. Right, it's it not worth like the potential a re- legal right. battle and everything. And so like- I get, I get right that you're doing Tolacon. That Mayan ancestry, yeah, that, and I'm cool with that because right. I don't think there's enough representation. So yeah, like, and I'm- and the fact that the Mayans believe they were from Atlantis. Right. So, I'm so di- it, it all it all, it all drives. Yeah, that all works. Yeah. But he's Namor, like. Why can't you just do that? I don't Why know. Why can't they, we just so, do that? Because it was symbiotes and fucking, you know. Yeah, it's like, why do you have to piss on everything that we love? Why does Kevin Feige need to ruin everything that the fans of these characters love? It's not asking a lot, but why can't he just be fucking Namor the Submariner? Why does he have to be Namor? Because it's all so, like, it's very pretentious. Right. But all you're doing is virtual signaling and checking the box. What sucks about it is, comic books to me were almost like this sort of, not secret, but it was like a large chunk of the population couldn't be bothered, and you sure. were getting such incredible stories of morality and heroism, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know. So there was almost kind of this sort of like, oh, you know, because of the medium, you won't give it a chance, so you're missing out on everything. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, you don't get to be pretentious. No, with, like even even Marvel's best. MCU's best doesn't hold a a torch to the comic book stuff. No. Oh no. You don't get to be pretentious with the shit that you've churned out. It is commercially impressive. Yeah. And the CGI at the beginning was very good. Right. But there's nothing to be pretentious about. You no. haven't What are you fucking like how can you be a snob about comic books? Right. You didn't you're not cre- this isn't your creations. But the whole thing is supposed to be you know alternative. It's the alts, right? right? Yeah. The mutants and everything. And it's just like cool, great. And now all of a sudden you're becoming this pretentious fucking well, I know that you say you don't like it this way. But this is how we're making it, and you're just wrong with, in your yeah. thinking. It was supposed to be that a lot of these were were flawed people who were heroic. They they weren't perfect, but they did heroic things to help people. And those were a lot of the stories that were told. Now, of course, you have some like Superman who, you know for all intents and purposes, is a perfect Yeah, he's person. a god character. But a lot of them are flawed. A lot of them have personal issues, whatever. But at the end of the day, they know right from wrong. 
and they right. and then serve make on the a, side of right. Right, they'll make a hard choice, you know. Right. You, you know, they'll do what's right even if it's not yeah. easy. But they're not pretentious. They're not snobs. They're, they're not. No, but a lot of what it is now, like, that's what I think is so interesting. Because if you look at, if you look at these genres, right, mm-hmm. like fantasy and, you know, superheroes are kind of where we're seeing the, the most egregious affronts to all of this. Yeah. And those genres are typically very gates are open, come on in. Right. Sort of thing. You know, Witcher's whole thing, like a big plot point in Witcher is they argue about, you know, they maybe it's, it's you know, elves and sorceresses instead of like the race card, but it's the same argument. Right. Right. Yeah. They're just using it as, a, as, as you yeah. know, a blanket. Yeah. And. You know, it feels that way with fantasy, too, is like the get, you know, this is this is a, an escapism, a world where we can kind of get away from reality and kind right. of, you know, you're in a fantasy world that has different laws and different rules. Yeah. And and what's happening is because you're, you know, you want to modernize it, which, again, I'm, I'm for to an extent, as long as you don't bastardize the work. As soon as you, you know, when when you take the characters out of the setting or you fundamentally change stories or you kill the heroes that we all grew up with or you or you ruin their reputations, what you're doing is you're taking what I and a lot of people that feel this way grew up with and used as a way to get away and you're just fucking pounding the reality of awful back into it all mm-hmm. like Star Wars. <clears throat> I love the originals. Sure. Oh, there's nothing like it. But I like can it. never not know where it goes. Right. Now. Right. Like you assassinated Luke's character. Yeah. Like, and now I have to live with that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you you did an assa- you did an assassination on Han. You did an assassination on Luke. You you destroyed the the actual heroes. Right. Of the universe. Well, you know, Han went out heroically, right? Well, not not really. Well, he saved his son, like well, very but, fraternal of him. Yeah, but like but, Luke, but, fucking. But, where, but again, after they defeated the Empire, right? He becomes just a low life smuggler again. Right. What? What? Why? Why? I mean, I understand that him and Leia had the problem and the son, but but again, he was the general. Of the army that took down the empire, and then right. he goes back to being just a low life smuggler. That's what you had him be, and then he he gets murdered by his his kid without any fight whatsoever. Like that's what you did to ultimately one of the greatest fighters and heroes in this universe. You put him down to being a nothing, and you did the same with Luke. You, you destroyed everything that made these characters great. Luke goes off. Again, here's the guy that just took down Vader, the Emperor, and he, he's off being a hermit, drinking blue milk again. Green. Well, yeah, green. Like, this, this is what you did. Right and and but Leia and that, of it, course is saving the universe. Right, all but it's by not herself. even it's not even just that because like Leia's <clears throat> Leia's a part of it, right? And right. I and and I'm great. I great. Yep, that felt right. Leia doing what she was doing yeah, felt right. But, right. It's just that everything else felt wrong. Right. 
but which which made it look not right. Right. When you did all the other and stuff, so now it, what it wasn't. It, what it, it made does, it look wrong for her. Right. What it does is it, it taints something that was important, you know, in my childhood. It's tainted. Right. And it's just like you can say like, well, you can just not. Yeah, but but that's not how it works. Right. I, I know what you've done. Right. Exactly. Like, and, I know canonically where we end up. Mm-hmm. Well, and and take take the Obi Wan series, right? Yeah, that show has now destroyed a New Hope. It's destroyed it. Yeah, it's taken out any of the. Uh, well, that's the other thing is that because they're 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 doing so much now, like a lot of those moments, right? Yep, are gone now. Right, you had think about two of the most iconic moments. The first meetup between Obi Wan and Vader. Yep. Now you know. Oh, they met up twice before that. So that meeting was nothing in A New Hope now. And when the message was received from Princess Leia to Obi Wan, oh, they knew each other. They were best friends. It right. wasn't that he ser- you served my father. You and I were buds. We were traveling buddies. We went on adventures together. You don't remember me? I'm I'm Princess Leia. You destroyed everything in A New Hope. You destroyed A New Hope by that Obi-Wan series and you gave us something we didn't need. We didn't need it. We we didn't ask for it. We didn't want it. And you, now you've destroyed everything about the original trilogy. It's gone. Then you give us the sequel trilogy. You have destroyed Star Wars for every generation now. Star Wars is dead, and well, that's pro- why the Andor is, is nowhere. The problem is this, right? Is that even, no matter how good Mando is, right? There's this, the the sequel trilogy is is this overarching, you know, black cloud at the end of the road, right? You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you add prior to that sequel trilogy it all ends in absolute dog shit right your heroes are were you know aren't heroes right everything everything you loved was false everything you thought was wrong and everything has been cut to the bone this these people were not heroes you know who's a hero these people these are the heroes right not not all of them are heroes it's just that you know i don't know it's it's very disappointing and yeah. I, you know what a lot of it is on jj abrams and and i'm gonna be sure. honest with you it's his fucking fault that these guys got hired for lord of the rings too right so exactly. it's like what do you what are you fucking doing jj yeah. yeah and then and you know keep into this you know have you heard what's going on with indy five so i heard this is what i heard so they're still being very sparse with details. Yeah. But they have done some test screenings. Right. And apparently it is fucking atrocious. Like, people hate it. So, so I don't know if you ever heard of Doomcock, who is a, a YouTuber, right? And it's very, very much to the vein of what we're doing here, right? And he's got his inside. He's got a lot of inside sources, right? And he's been on this for about a year now. So... They came up with six endings. The be- the best ending that Kathleen Kennedy has come up with 
scored a 35% uh, rating by the people that have watched it. That was the best ending. Is that so? It is at. It is so bad. Well, the problem is this, right? You, you, Harrison Ford's old. Yeah. Like you can't. It doesn't matter. Harrison like, Ford said, "This is it. I'm done right, after but this like movie." Four, four, period. Four wasn't good because he was old. Yeah. Like it's not. It doesn't have the same feel because. He's old. If you wanted to remake it and put a put a different actor in and tell some stories, sure. But having fucking geriatric Jones running around and trying to do what Last Crusade did is not going to work. No, no. But if you know, again, if you wanted to do what you were attempting to do, which was pass the torch to your kid and he was going to take on the mantle, fine. I would have been okay with that because you're passing the lineage, right? This was his actual kid. No, because the problem is this with is with Indiana Jones. It's the time period. You can you can remake it because you can set it in the same time period, but if you pass it to his kid, then we're getting closer and closer to the present. And so you're taking away Right, but what I'm saying is you can but you can still do the same stories you're going to do it in a more modern way but you're still looking for relics sure so you know what i mean you're still going to go on the same adventures right but at that point you know you had uncharted which did relatively well yeah you know that's just modern day indiana jones yeah i mean again though you're still probably you know, you you can still go through the the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, right? I mean, so you don't have to be present day. No, but I mean, as tech gets, you know, more. That's the other thing is that when he was in the jungle, in say Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. You you feel isolated. When he was in the jungle in Crystal Skull, it doesn't feel isolated it, it still is to a point yeah. but it's like you know now there were like you know sat phones and all that bullshit the thing is that look i don't i don't know that indiana jones was meant to continue i mean now they're saying it's going to become a disney plus television series after the a spinoff of the movie well right because they're going to go back in time and kill him off right right and then she becomes actual indiana jones that he never existed it was her all along right and then she goes on these adventures that's what the plan is and again you're gonna and and so but like just this will be the biggest this will be the the worst this has got to be the end of it right like here's the thing is it can't keep going this way no no but the thing is yeah but they did it with wheel of time Mm -hmm. amazon did it with wheel of time they did it with lord of the rings yeah. They did it with, you know, apparently Witcher now. <clears throat> they did it with Star Wars. And now they're going to do it with Indiana Jones. Like, But the thing is, is like, you know, you have someone like me who's very passionate about these characters and, and very, you know, I want to be inclusive, but I want you to respect the world and the characters and everything. I'm, you're running out of properties to ruin for me. Yeah. So once once you ruin them all, I'm out. 
Well, I mean, I'm I'm out on Indiana Jones now. Well, I was out after four. No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to give five a chance. I'm not, as much as I love Indiana Listen, Jones, they, I'm not giving this a somehow, chance. If they somehow figured it out, right, in the next 12 months, because it's coming out next year, and it comes out and it's lauded, people are like, this is the greatest fucking Indiana Jones ever. I'll watch it. I'll eat. I'll. And you know what? I'll say pats off, Kathleen Kennedy. Mm. Good job. That's not what's going to happen. No. And it's going to get a thirty. It'll get a. Let me rephrase that. It'll get an eighty-five on Rotten Tomatoes critic right. score, oh, and absolutely. then like a twenty-two for the audience yeah, score. That'll be what happens. And then the, and then all the shill media will talk about how great the movie is, but then they'll talk about yeah, but you 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 lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, well, we don't we don't count that. And you've destroyed a franchise. Yeah, but the thing is, look, these actors and actresses that are hired are not going to stay young forever. Right. There's a shelf life to this stuff, and and the longer you take in between these movies, the older and older these actors are going to get. So again, I don't know I don't know what your plan is, but at some point you either have to reboot it or somebody else takes over, or you just end it and let the body of work for the movies that we love just live on forever. Why do we have to destroy everything? Why does everything have to die a horrible death? Why couldn't, even if you didn't like Indiana Jones 4, it's it's passable enough that it doesn't kill the other three it was fine. Leave it alone. Let people can say ah, I'm not really crazy about that one. But let's love the first 3. Why do we have to now put this one out? It's going to kill this franchise. People are going to despise this franchise. And look, I know people will still watch Raiders of the Lost Ark just like people will watch A New Hope. But people aren't going to look at it the same way. They're not going to cherish it the same no, way anymore. No, it adds a caveat to the, like, why you know, can't an we asterisk just, to, yeah, the, to the end of the title. Let's just stop. Let's come up with new shit, Hollywood, and make something <sighs> new. Make new trilogies. Make new iconic characters. Stop killing all the ones we love. Well, the problem is, is that they're, you know, We've allowed these megacorps to buy up all the IPs. Yep. So four companies own all, everything. Right. And so when you only have four companies that are controlling the narrative, there's no motivation. They don't have to be different. No. Because they're very tight with their IPs. And it's like, hey, I have an idea for a Blade movie. Oh, that's nice. Okay, well, I'm going to make it. Cool, but you can't call it Blade, and you can't use Blade, and you can't say anything about the MCU, or we're going to sue you into oblivion. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't even, there's no room to to kind of, you know, give an Indiana Jones, you know, a reboot treatment, say. Right. There's not any room for it. But we don't, we shouldn't need that. We shouldn't want a reboot of Indiana Jones. We should just enjoy the movies we got and then Here's find the thing. something else. I loved Raiders. I loved, you know, and I know it's not everyone's favorite, but I think, you know, Temple of Doom is not that bad. Oh, no. I love that movie. I love it, too. 
you know, don't get me wrong. It has its moments. Sure. And I love Last Crusade. Yeah. They are fantastic films. And then I found Uncharted. And that's my modern day Indiana Jones shit. But Mm -hmm. I play video games, so it's a little different. Right. But I get my Indiana Jones fix. Yeah. Through Uncharted. Yeah. Because they stopped making good Indiana Jones movies. Right. Adventure stuff is still awesome. Yeah. But that's the medium where I have to consume it now. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Whatever. Right. And if that's what you want to do, if you want to make Indiana Jones video games to carry on the legacy, do that. Continue making Indiana Jones video games. Because I guess you're never going to age out that so way. So my point to it is, though, is that to me, Uncharted, Nathan Drake and everything, and you know, even though that series is kind of finished up, was a kind of a almost rebooted or modernized Indiana Jones tale. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, I it took everything I love from Indiana Jones and, you know, it didn't change the game. It just gave me more stories in that sort of adventure sure. vein. So it was like, great, I love those stories. This has the same kind of energy in a way. And and it's told well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need a a different a different take in that in the same genre. Make it similar, but it's it's its own unique thing, and you don't have to destroy what came before it. All right. Well, you know, I I am curious to see kind of I like I said I can't imagine this is a sustainable way to go. No, it's it's not. But we'll we'll have to see. So I think with that, we'll put this one to bed. Okay. Uh, Jim, as always, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no. Thanks for uh, having me. What's going on? Just uh, working on some pages for Eva issue number two. Yep. Getting that uh, taken care of so we can hopefully get that out soon. Uh, issue number one, again, out on Webtoon. So please go check that out. All right, guys. So that's episode 27 of The Corner. Um we uh, are crossing into the mid 600s on the sales. the The cast is really heating up now. Yeah, getting some, uh, you know, getting some international love. Yeah, international love. But even here, yeah, even even stateside, you know, you guys are definitely listening. So appreciate that. Nice to know that we're getting uh, getting the downloads mm-hmm. now. That uh, you know, whether you whether you agree or disagree, at least you're listening. Um, Catalyst Crafting. Dot com is the main website. Catalyst Creations NH is the Etsy store. Uh, we're doing a thirty percent off, uh, hundred dollar orders or more for November. We're gonna that's like our big Black Friday thing, and then we'll do some sales as we get closer to the Black Friday. Um, you know, but let me know what you guys think. Uh, do you like foreign horror films? Do you like Toxic Avenger? How do you guys feel about the current trend of assassinating our longtime heroes and kind of fundamentally changing characters? Am I a dinosaur? Am I a misogynist because I want things to respect what came before? Let me know in the comments. All right, crew. I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>